This is our third short streaming video on restrained recalls. You can review week one and two by going to our webpage that lists all of our streaming videos. I've posted the link here. We will begin with a short review of high value rewards. Dogs, like people, are all unique. It's the trainer's responsibility to figure out what trips his drugs trigger. Too often new and many times old trainers alike take the approach that the reward they choose is good enough for their dog, when in fact they should be trying to figure out what reward their dog really, really likes the most. The moral of the story is not to be afraid of experimenting with your rewards until you find the one your dog really loves. Don't get stuck in the mud and convince yourself that what you're currently using is good enough for your dog. In fact, it doesn't hurt to try and figure out if your dog likes several different rewards, then mix them up in training. Changing rewards occasionally will serve to pique your dog's interest. This is the same concept used in food rewards later on. You can mix really high-value food rewards, like small cut-up pieces of steak, with lesser-value commercial treat rewards. You will find that the dog will work just as hard because he never knows when he's really going to get the really high-value steak. And then you use the really good reward, the piece of steak, for his best performances. The same applies for prey item rewards. If your dog really loves a certain tug toy, you can use it for his best performance. Now we're going to talk about how long you should do your training. How long should you do the restrained recalls? How many should you do? At every level of training, and certainly for every drive-building exercise that you ever work your dog with, you will need to determine what's the right time to quit training for that day. Now, the rule of thumb is to quit before the dog is tired of the game. In this case, the dog can get physically tired and mentally tired. Your goal should be to stop the game and put the dog away when he's still raring to go. Leave him with the desire to continue. Frustration builds drive. If you always put your dog away when he still wants to play, he will love the game that much more the next time you bring him out. It should become obvious when your dog is losing interest. You, as a trainer, not only need to recognize this fact for today's training and put the dog away, but you need to remember this for the next time you bring the dog out for a training session. You need to know that you need to stop before the dog gets to this point. If you see your dog peter out on a recall like you're seeing this dog do here, just take the dog and put him up. Just stop doing what you're doing, put him on a leash, and take him and put him in his dog crate. When this happens, you need to ask yourself if the reward is a high enough value. If you feel that it is, then you need to ask if the distractions are too high for the level of drive for this dog on this day. And we're going to discuss distractions later. Or have you just simply trained too long? No matter what the reason, though, if your dog does this, you need to put the dog away. Then go sit down and think about what just happened. Often, the only difference between a new dog trainer and an experienced dog trainer is that the experienced trainer will analyze the problem and then be willing to experiment 
to see what he can do to eliminate that problem. In this case, even when Cindy takes the prey item, she cannot get the dog to interact with her. The problem with this dog is that it's a little distracted from the smell of other dogs in the front yard of our kennel, and the dog is not a high-drive dog. So next time, we would recommend that this dog do this work in its own backyard and then only do one or two recalls to a session. Now, this is the end of this week's training session. Next week, we're going to talk about distractions and we're going to talk about linking other behaviors to the restrained recall.